Hello, everybody. My name is TrueBeast31, and welcome to the Beast Gaming Podcast. It means a lot that you guys are tuning in right now, wherever you are. Um, but this is my first, my very first Beast Gaming Podcast. You know, it's very different to be able to do a, a podcast about uh, just gaming in general and streaming news and um, streamer news or whatever surrounding the esports and gaming industry. I wanted to do my best to kind of dive deep into it and actually have a, uh, a you know constructive co- uh, conversation around it and um, just different things to highlight when it's th- when it, in this industry. As it continues to grow, uh, I want to be able to stay on top of things and be able to discuss things. You know, there's some huge things going on right now, uh, especially with the pandemic kind of putting things into uh, I want to say throwing a wrench into people's plans. Um, and it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see. So, one thing, there's a few things I want to talk about. Number one, today I want to highlight the Call of Duty League, which is going to happen this weekend. All right, which I'm very excited. It is the Call of Duty Champs weekend, and this is going to be one of the most exciting and I want to say unexpected weekends because number one, it's online. Uh, and number two, who knows what the heck's going to happen? <laughs> like being online, everything changes. Everything changes. And yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Number two, I definitely want to dive deep a little bit more. Just a little conversation about the return of the doc, the two time, uh, Uncle Shroud and Ninja, of course, you know, uh, just kind of do a comparison about how they came back and uh, their numbers and what I expect, what I what I suspect is going to happen moving forward with their streams and where they're going to go. I know I know there's speculations with uh, Ninja and um, Dodger Disrespect um, actually landing a home. They're not they're not really committing just yet, so we'll see how that works. Um, and then I want to talk about. This new game, you know, this new game that's really been a, a buzz, you know, it's been really uh, interactive with a lot of people. Um, it's been interesting, <laughs> say that, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, we got to talk about that. There's been speculation about, I'll talk about esports, behind Fall Guys, which I'm like, excited for? But then we gotta start looking at the definition of what esports actually means. <laughs> like it's it's different, you know. It's yeah, it's different. So let's just let's rewind. Let's talk a little bit more about the Call of Duty League, okay? Now, for me, all right, for me, I am a Chicago Huntsman fan through and through. That is my OG optic. No matter what, no matter what, that is my OG optic team that is forever the green the uh, original green wall okay <clears throat> just putting that out there but i want to talk about some things real quick okay i was in the beginning of the call of duty league the inaugural uh call of duty league i was extremely excited to see how this is going to work out you know um people had issues or didn't think it was a smart idea for the league to go franchise. Uh, with if you don't know what that means, it's a city-based ga- uh, team like NBA, like the NFL, you know, stuff like that. Like you in the NBA, you'll have Philadelphia Sixers, you'll have you know um, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, stuff like that. They're they're each city in the league had their own team and they you know represented their team. So Call of Duty, the Call of Duty League did did, did that this year. Okay, they did that this year. Um, I thought it was a really cool idea to do that with Call of Duty being so... I want to say the scene is very huge. I think it's pretty big. It's fairly big. Call of Duty has been... It's a worldwide game. It's um, it's interesting to see how this works, okay? Now, in the beginning, when they were trying to figure out how gameplay was going to work, how the schedules were going to work, uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been smart. And I'm so excited they didn't do this. If they would have done like 
two teams going head to head, like a like a regular NBA game or regular NFL game or any other sport, they would just one away team, one uh, home team, and the away team come to the home team. They play one series and then go home. That would suck. I'm not gonna lie. These series don't last that long. <laughs> like that would that would be a waste of people's time, a lot of wasted money, traveling wise. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have been smart. It wouldn't have been great. Um, and it, it's just it would have defeated the purpose of why they wanted to do this league. And I'm just so glad they didn't go that route. Now, where they have it now, where it's just like the regular Call of Duty World League is when they compete for a tournament, like a tournament style play, which is great. Like, I love that concept. It's more action. It's more um, com um, competitiveness. There's more excitement behind these games because you want to know at the end of the weekend who is going to make it to the final like who's going to what two teams are going to make it to the final and just watching and you know seeing the excitement when the first uh i want to say it was minnesota rocker they had the very very first uh home series launch weekend it was yeah yep it was minnesota rocker that weekend was so exciting to freaking watch. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That was a very, very exciting weekend to watch, you know. Um, but I, I am, like, just looking, just looking at everything. I, I'm looking, like, I, I'm hoping that things get better. You know, with the coronavirus throwing a wrench in everything and really pushing everybody off, uh, well, I won't say offline, it was in line, like online, um, it really put a wrench in things, you know? Like I said, I'm a big Chicago Huntsman fan, and when Hux, um, when uh, Hex tried, tried to explain what was going on, you know, with uh, how their homes, uh, home series was going to be, how their entire event was sold out, and... He hyped this thing up. I was so excited to see how it was going to come out. Um, and it, unfortunately, coronavirus hit and everything got canceled. He had to do, you know, they had to do refunds and everything. Like, I was so heartbroken for this team, man. The whole organization put so much effort into what they were going to do. And, uh, man, it was tough. It was tough seeing it. It was tough seeing it happen and not not knowing what could have been. You know, so outside of that, you know, once the Call of Duty League went online, the ability to to really see the full potential of these players came into play. It it it, it was hard to determine which team was actually the best team because. Online, if you haven't played online or even like a, a land event, the the feeling is different. It really is online. Anything can happen, like glitches, like but it it could be horrible online. You know, trying to get the best server to play on, depending on where you're located, it could suck. You know, it could really be bad for uh for a good a good team to play on, and they could be like the best team in the league, and just get fried because they have a. a a bad server connection or there's different things that happen in the game. It could, you know, there's so many different things that could happen. So once that, when, when this whole thing went online, everybody's like, all right, so with these home stands or home series or with these finals, will there be an actress at the end? Like, is this, is this legit wins? Like, are, are they going to be considered legit wins in the in the record books i don't know let's be <laughs> let's just put it out there i don't i don't know um they say they say that it's definitely going to be one there it's 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 just it's too much to say that yes these these wins are legit you know um and just watching the frustration with some of the teams that um that are playing online and the crap happens like i know seattle surge um, had some things going on in their games, you know, things went haywire in one of their games and they ended up losing, you know, I think, uh, uh, there was another part where a team had to, I guess their, their game froze or they didn't, I don't know, something happened, something ugly happened in the game 
and usually when something happens, there's a pause button. But I guess being online, you can't pause the game. You can't pause the game. And there's the, and the, mm, the officials. <laughs> the officials. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about the Call of Duty League that I'm really kind of like hoping they get their crap together. Like outside, like outside of gameplay, like the teams are great to watch. I love to watch, you know, the teams compete, no matter who they are, from the top to the bottom. I love watching their the, the competitiveness between these teams. Trash talk too, like Chicago Huntsman, Dallas Empire, freaking Faze sometimes, like just the trash. It's just entertainment. I love it. But looking at the organization of Activision and um, their ability to address certain situations that happen with their players, coaches, organizations that are in this league. I feel like they need to do better. They, they have to do better. There's a team, I, I want to say there was a, a player on, it might have been one of the twins from London, that he had a water bottle out. And due to, I guess, whatever the water bottle had on it, <clears throat> went against Call of Duty League rules, and he got fined for a water bottle chat? Like, what? <laughs> like, how does that work? Like, why? It's a freaking water bottle. Like, why not say, hey, move the water bottle or replace it with something else, and then you'd be good. No, they didn't even do that. They just find them. You know, they just send them a fine. And I get it, you know, with... Okay. With Skump, his fine, and I know he's still walking a fine line with his stuff. Um, he, when the Chicago Huntsmen, they're outside of Call of Duty, they're really good at content, no matter what. They are great at doing amazing content because, of course, they got the legend on there. Like, Hex is probably one of the best content creators out there, and yes, definitely deserves content creator of the year just putting it out there you know putting it out there that's that's my uh two cents there just saying <laughs> he needs to, he needs to freaking win like this dude's amazing like all the work that he put in for content like on his youtube with the podcast um his own east east drops podcast like there the guy's a legend like he needs to get his props just putting it out there anyway um <laughs> uh, with skunks being able to say you know he this this Call of Duty was the worst Call of Duty ever created. Um, and just being honest with people, you know, speaking his mind. Unfortunately, you, Call of Duty League doesn't like you doing that. They don't like you, you know, trash talking or bad talking their, their game. Even though you're playing it for a living, you can't talk about you can't You can't critique it. You can't criticize it. So that's like saying in the NBA, LeBron can't talk trash. Or he can't complain about certain calls that he gets. Or he'll get fined. Really? <laughs> like you, can't, uh, you can't do something like that. Let him, I get it. You know, yes, if, you know, if a person with so much backing with followers and uh, supporters says a thing about uh, a certain thing that represents your company and that could, quote unquote, tarnish the reputation of your company and your brand. I can see it. it. It can hurt, you know. It can it could throw in a financial um, a financial uh, burden into your into your plan. But the game speaks for itself. the The pros don't even have to say anything. The game speaks for itself. The game is broken, y'all. Like it's let's put it out there. It's broken with Warzone. Warzone. But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna back this one up too. With Skump saying, a lot of pros are saying, Warzone saved this Call of Duty. Warzone saved Modern Warfare. If Warzone was not in this game, Modern Warfare would have pooped. Like, it would have just flopped. It would have been terrible. Now, speaking for experience, speaking from experience, I am not the best Warzone player out there. <laughs> like, I'm not even close, all right? I struggle a lot, you know? But I see what they're saying. You know, I, I, I get it. Playing on multiplayer is, to a lot of people, it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable like the other ones were. You know, it's not. There's, it's just, it's not. There's no comparison to it now. 
Warzone is the go-to game that people play. It's as simple as that, and I get it. But look at Warzone now. It's starting to get broken, too. Like, there's so much stuff that's happening in that game that it's not making it enjoyable anymore. They got hackers. You got glitches in the game. You got gun glitches. You got map glitches. There's guns that need to be buffed. Like, huge buffs. Like, there's so many things that need to be, like, fixed. There's guns that need to be nerfed. There's, oh, there's so much, guys. And I get it. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's going to be easy. Because we all know it's not going to be easy. But you can't. You got If you're going to put a product out there and you don't want people to complain about it, especially the people that are being, you know, in the league that are playing this game, that are representing your brand, that that promote this game on their streams all the time. <clears throat> when they stream, sorry. Yeah. You have to give them the product. You got to give them a better product. You have to be able to give them the tools to make sure that your game is successful. Successful. If it's not, then you can't get mad at them and saying, "Hey, this is not the one. This is not my favorite. I don't like. It. I don't enjoy playing this." And it's it's heartbreaking when you see great players uh, say, "Hey, you know what? I'm retiring from this game right now. Like, I'm going to back out for this year, this season. The season is not going anywhere. It's not. It's not a good start to the call, the inaugural Call of Duty League." We have to do better with this game. Or, I'm sorry, Activision has to do better with this game. Once the new game comes out, then I'll get back into it. Like, that says a lot. It's so much frustration around this. And I feel like there should have been a... There should have been a, a call to our pause in the, in the whole league when this all went down. <clears throat> Excuse me. When, yeah, when the whole coronavirus took place and things started to close down, you know, things started to, to not happen, the league started, you know, to basically shut down, there should have been a pause. I don't think people, I don't think this game should have been online. And if you can look at, you know, the comparison of other, other sports out there, like basketball with the bubble and everything, that's a great idea. Like, look at, imagine, imagine. I can only imagine this now, but imagine taking all the Call of Duty player, uh, pros and putting them into a hotel, no matter where you're at. Like it could be Orlando or whatever, and they're in a hotel. The hotel hosts uh, the, the 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 league, and everybody's connected with land. Like everybody's hardwired and ready to go, and they play their time. And when their time is done, they go back to you know they leave and you know whatever, being it safe. You know they play it safe. Six feet apart, you know, you know, social distancing, with all that stuff. It's all great stuff, whatever. If they're able to do that thing, you know, this would have still been successful. Yes, it wouldn't have been as big when it comes to like, um, you know, trash like these trash talking, this crowd interaction. It's not as big, but you still have the team playing on a like an even playing ground, and um, you know, everybody's on one server. There's no issues. There's no if there's any technical glitches, there's the professionals or the referees or uh, the tech people that can help in and, you know, do what they got to do. But no, no, that wasn't, that wasn't a decision. The decision was, you know what? The show must go on. We're esports. We can play online. Ooh. I, ooh. <laughs> I feel like sometimes the, uh, the organizers of leagues, or just organizers of events haven't they don't understand the difference like they do like you know in their mind but they haven't experienced the difference playing on land and then playing online they i don't think they talk i don't think they thought that one out but then again how much promotion goes into this how much uh sponsorship money comes goes into the teams like all this stuff that goes around finances you know when money talks money talks that's as simple as that, you know. Um, but let's give credit where credit is due. The Call of Duty League still puts on a show. No matter what happens, no matter what, you know, coronavirus tried to throw into this plan, the show must go on and the show and the show did go on. Watching 
the uh, YouTube, you know, YouTube videos and YouTube streams of the Call of Duty League and and just watching the, the teams play. It's still it's still competitive, you know. I, I like it, you know. It's it's really cool to watch. It's really entertaining to watch, and I think it it gave players who are not that good at land connection, but they're better online. They came. It gave it gave them a boost. It gave them a boost. I feel like with what happened with all the other teams, like if you look at the ranks. If we look, if we take a look at the the standings right now, we have the typical top four: Atlanta Phase number one, Dallas Empire number two, Florida number three, Chicago Chicago, Chicago Huntsman at number four. All right, I'm not surprised. Okay, I'm kind of upset. Not gonna lie, I wanted Chicago Huntsman a little higher. Just putting it out there. But we're not there yet. All right, um, we did. We had a few bad games. We had a. Few yeah, we had a few bad rounds. We had a few. Whew, it was tough. Um, the biggest shot for me when it comes to the Huntsman was losing the finals the way they did to the New York Subliners, who are number five right now in the standings. The New York Subliners did a completely th- a, a huge 360. Like, their team when it first started out, oh my gosh, it was I felt terrible for that team. Like it was it was heartbreaking to watch them play because they tried, but they just got destroyed left and right, man. But now I, looking at the standings and looking at that like, they are a top five team. <laughs> yeah, this team got they got they got some fire in them. They got some fire in them. Uh, let's talk about some predictions real quick. Let's just, let's just throw it out there. Let's talk about some predictions about this, this league. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to this playoffs. I'm not, I'm not sure, but they do have the, they have the bracket up. Excuse me. They do have the bracket up for playoff weekend starting on Thursday. On the 20th. Man, this is a four-day thing? Oh, it's about to get real. So, playoffs start on the Thursday. <clears throat> first round. These are the first round games, okay? You have Subliners versus the Minnesota Rocker. You have the London Royal Ravens versus Toronto Ultra. You have... That was just the winner's round. That's the winner's round. The elimination round. You had Optic Gaming versus LA Gorillas, which is obviously that's going to happen. The Battle of LA, why not? It's like one of the best things ever. You got to Battle of LA, just that storyline in general for Call of Duty League is really interesting. Even though Optic Gaming is, I want to say, probably the best team when it comes to those two. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, they have really good players, you know. it's They, they want to play. Oh, wow. This is actually going back. I'm sorry, y'all. The elimination round starts Wednesday. It starts Wednesday, the 19th. Wow. This is going to be interesting. It's actually today. This is going to be great. Um, and then after that, there's, you know, there's Paris Legion versus Seattle Surge. So these teams have to fight to get to the next round. The two other teams that are already into round two, are the Chicago Hunchmen and Florida Florida Mutineers. They already made it to round two. They got to buy. To round three is the top two, of course. Atlanta Phase and Dallas Empire. Which honestly, to be honest with you guys, when I first saw the when the first teams when the teams were first revealed when the uh, beginning of the league, I knew for the first for a little bit, the first the top three teams were gonna be Atlanta Face, Dallas Empire, and Chicago Huntsman. That's the top three teams I thought were going to dominate this league. But the Florida Mutineers changed a lot. I, mean, I they 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 threw a wrench in my plan too. Like they, they do they do a loop for everybody, you know. Um, but to to watch Florida change, that's just I kind of like throw this out there. 
when Prestini was on the Florida Mutineers, that guy is a leader. He is. I got to respect that this guy is a legend. This dude's amazing. But he, like, we, he even admitted he was going through a dark time. He was, you know, uh, his mental health was, uh, was uh, in effect a little bit. You know, it was, it was really acting up on him, which I'm glad he's better. I hope, it, you know, I hope and pray he's still, you know, doing, doing better. Um, but when he got traded to the Chicago Huntsman and Florida was able to get players like Skies and all that, they tore, they turned up like, <laughs> they turned up. I have never, ever expected Florida to make a, a whole big turn like that. When they start, when that first game, that first, uh, home series, after Prestini left and went to Chicago and Florida did a, a roster change, they went crazy. I believe they won that next, yeah, they won that next home series. Like, Florida was going in. So, any, like, that's one thing. Like, anything can happen online with the Call of Duty League. Anything can happen. I feel like things could, you know, anything can happen on, on land too. But then again, I feel like, the top three, the top four teams now. Oh, okay, well, the top, the top three. What I thought, well, Atlanta Phase, Dallas Empire, and Chicago Huntsman would have dominated the entire league. Just, just being out there, the players that they have are great land players. They would destroy people in land. But with the online being so different, anybody, this is anybody's game. If they, like, this could legit be anybody's game. But um. My predictions are this. This is how I'm looking at it, right? Let's just start with let's start with the winners bracket. So between the Subliners and Minnesota Rocker, these two teams have they started out not doing very well at all, right? <laughs> at all. Uh, but since then, these teams. Are, have been pushing a lot. They've been, you know, really trying to prove themselves. New York has proven themselves time and time again, which I got to give them credit for, for, again, beating the Huntsman the way they did, 3-0 in the finals on their in their home series. I was heartbroken when I watched it, but I was very excited to see the excitement and just the, the fire behind those young players, man. Like, New York Subliners has, they have some great players. They just they and they got their crap together, so I'm, I'm very excited for them. GG's for them. Um, so out of the two, New York Sunbliners or Minnesota Rocker, I am honestly I, I have to go with New York Sunbliners. They I feel like they still have the fat the the fire behind them, the passion behind them to be the underdogs. They have what it takes to take out big teams. Like, this team should not be underestimated. So I feel like after that, um, Chicago, uh, yeah, Chicago husband will be playing the subliners. Minnesota Rocker will probably go push down to the, yeah, the elimination round. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that will be pushed up. So then you have London World Ravens, and then you have Toronto Ultra. This is tough. I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is a tough one. London... I feel like they could do better. London, London can do so much better. Like I, I had, I, I didn't have any high expectations from them when I first, when I first started the league, but I just knew, you know, when you're in the Call of Duty League, you are, you are the best players in the world. So you have to come out every single time you come out on, uh, on the on stage or, or on on stream or whatever. <laughs> like you gotta play at your 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 best. Um, your best quality, you know, you gotta, you gotta be the best. You gotta represent your best. And I don't think they're doing it right now. I don't think they, they're really doing what they gotta do to prove to everybody that they are a high contending team. No, not at all. And then watching after, I think the last home series was a Toronto ultra home series in Toronto won their home series. They want now. I believe I think London won theirs too. I, th I believe I could be wrong, but let me see. I think that was was that right? I think I want to say they did. 
No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. I don't, I don't think they won anything. Never mind. <laughs> I don't think London won anything. So, I mean, that was that they were they, not gonna lie. They hyped London up for their home series. I I really thought that was their opportunity to do it, but unfortunately, it was not. It didn't. They didn't do what they needed to do to get to get it done. So, um, but Toronto, they get they are starting to put the puzzles together. They're starting to put the pieces together of the puzzle that they need to be successful. And they prove to themselves that they can win. They can win. So, out of these two teams, Royal Ravens and Ultra, I'm pushing Ultra to move up to face the uh, Florida Mutineers. I think it's only right. It's only right. Now, if we go down to the elimination round, let's go down to the elimination round, the first round. Optic Gaming versus Gorillas. The Battle of L.A. Oh, jeez Louise. The, it's always exciting. Like I said, I think I said it before. This is always exciting to watch. The Battle of L.A. is a, a, so much excitement. So much fire. They, like, this is this is like watching, if you want like, to turn back to sports, the Battle of L.A. when it comes to the Clippers and the Lakers. Like, who wants to be the best in the area? Like, it's so exciting. Every time they hit the court or, you know, yeah, it's, you never know what's going to happen next, you know? Um, but this one, going to, going back to Call of Duty, oh, it's going to be exciting to watch, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Optic Gaming is going to destroy the Gorillas. Like, they're going to destroy these, this, this team. It's, it's only, it's only a matter of time. Like, when that happens, Optic Gaming is going to destroy that team. And LA Gorillas, unfortunately, will be done for the rest of the season. Optic Gaming is going to move forward. And they're going to, I feel like they're going to, they're going to, um, I believe they're going to play, this is, a, this is the second round is the elimination round. So they're going to go up against the Minnesota Rocker. They're going to go up against Minnesota Rocker because. If you if you're in a winners bracket and you still have a chance to make it back into the you know the champ you know to the to the to the finals, so yes, moving after that you'll have Optic Gaming versus Minnesota Rock second round. Now looking after that, Paris Legion and Seattle Surge. No, I feel for the I feel for Seattle Surge. I feel like that team has had so many hiccups in their games. And I feel like Activision isn't really giving them a fair shot. <laughs> like, it's not fair. It's not fair at all, y'all. It's so sad. Like, we have, there's so many amazing players on Seattle Surge. But being online is not doing them justice. It's not helping that team succeed at all. And I can see their frustration. You know, I can see the frustra frustration every single time they play in a, in a, uh, in a competition or a home series. Something it, something doesn't go their way, and it's, it's, it's upsetting. But I can't, I can't even say that there's a chance for them to, to turn things around. Like, there is. There's always a chance for any team to turn things around. But I felt like... Paris Legion is a team that are their competitors. No matter what, they will, they will, they are dogfighters. So they will, they will fight back. They will do what they gotta do to to climb to the top. So I feel like in this two in this battle right here, Paris Legion is going to win. And I feel like I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping not something <laughs> connection with probably probably. With the Seattle surge, it's going to happen. It's going to suck, but you know, something's going to happen. But Paris Legion is going to move forward, and they're going to they're going to face. Uh, they're, yeah, this it only makes sense. Paris Legion is going to move forward, and they will go against the London Royal Ravens in round two. Okay, definitely going to happen. I feel it. So, looking at round two. All right, let's go back to the runners bracket. We have Chicago Huntsman, and then I chose Subliners to move forward. This is a 
a round, a matchup that I want to see again, okay? This is, I swear to you, I feel it. This is going to go to a uh, an overtime. This this is going to be, this is definitely going to a map five. This is definitely going to go to a map five, no matter what. This team, these two teams have bad blood. After Subliners destroyed Chicago, and then Chicago came back and you know whipped them in different way in different games. This is going to be a dogfight, and I, I'm I'm excited to see how this plays off. But of course, I'm a Chicago Huntsman fan, and I'm pushing them to go forward. <laughs> it's only right, man. Come on now, it's only right. Don't judge me, all right. This is my team. I gotta make sure they get. I I, I love this team, you know. They're a great team, um, but I just, you know, I hope they get their stuff together. They, they got to do what they got to do. They're champs. They know what they got to do. You know, when it's crunch time, they don't play no games. Skump needs to come off and do what he got to do and get his job done. Formal has to play his role. Arsides, Pristini, they all have to play their role and just do what they got to do, you know. So we'll see. But, yes, that's my winner moving forward. Chicago husband has to move to the next round, Okay. Uh, moving down to the second part, uh, Florida Mutineers versus the Toronto Ultra. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. This is this is not gonna be a competition. This is not gonna be hard. This right here will be a it will be um, uh, you know mind blowing, but it wouldn't it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if somehow Toronto Ultra brings out the same energy that they had last series in their homestand or home series. I keep going homestand, whatever home series. Um, they have a chance to get, get, I want to say probably round three, maybe, maybe, no, no, they don't, <laughs> they have a chance, like, yeah, they have a chance to get to where they want to go to, all right, but with Florida being so young and hungry and, uh, wanting to just prove everybody wrong and just be the ones that make noise in this league. I feel like Florida Mutineers will beat the Toronto Ultra moving forward. I think they will. And I'm going to push Florida up to playing in round three. Now, let's look at the, the elimination round two, okay? So we have Optic Gaming versus Minnesota Rocker. And then we'll have Paris Legion versus the London Royal Ravens. Optic Gaming versus Minnesota Rocker is going to be a battle as well. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to figure out who's going to win that. Minnesota Rocker, they're not a team to just give up. They're not. Optic Gaming isn't either. But the way Minnesota the way Minnesota plays, they're they, I feel like it's a different team. When they know they're in a losers bracket, and they have to do something to get themselves out. I feel like they have an opportunity. They they have the mindset of let's recover here and get our crap together. And they're going to pull it. I feel like they're going to win this one. Minnesota Rocker will probably beat Optic Gaming in this round. Now, the battle of the overseas. London World Ravens and Paris Legion. This is, I think every time I've watched this, watch this two, these two teams go head to head. Um, London will come out strong, and then Paris just fights back. And then, for what the like the last time I saw, I think Paris took it. Like they 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 win every time. So I I gotta go with Paris. Like I don't think I think London is hungry to win it, but they're not going to be able to to get the job done. Unfortunately, they're not not with what's going on. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. So I'm pushing. Paris moving forward. Now, let's go back to the winners round three, okay? FaZe versus Chicago Huntsman. This is the heartbreaking truth that I have to admit. And I don't want to admit it, but I have to. <sighs> give me a moment. All right, give me a moment. All right. <laughs> So I'm I'm definitely gonna put out and say FaZe is going to beat Huntsman. 
with Simp being the way he is and with his team riding uh riding the riding the waves right now and being that powerhouse team on this in this league, they're going to win this one. And I don't like to admit that. I don't. I don't. I, I really don't. But I don't remember when Chicago Huntsman beat Fates. Like I, I don't think I don't think Chicago Huntsman has beat Fates. Not, not that I remember. Like I, I don't remember that at all. So I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I honestly think Faze has so much young talent and so much to prove to people. Like I don't think they're gonna lose. So I think, unfortunately, um, yeah, we're pushing Huntsman down to the elimination round. All right. Moving on to the next one. Dallas Empire versus. Florida Mutineers. This is going to be a battle. These two, these two teams going head to head. Oh man, what a show it's going to be, y'all! What a show it's going to be. Both teams are powerhouses, no matter what. Both teams. These are. This is number two and number three on the on the standings right now. Dallas Empire with the veteran with a mix of veterans and rookies. And then you got Florida Mutineers with majority rookies. I feel like Dallas Empire is going to, it's going to be, I, I know it's probably going to a map five. It's going to have to go to a map five. But Dallas Empire is going to win this one, which is going to push Florida Mutineers down to the bottom. All right. So. So at the elimination round for round three, we have Chicago Huntsman versus Minnesota Rocker, right? Yes. And then you have Florida Mutineers versus Paris Legion. Whew. I don't know, chat. I, 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 to be honest with you guys, I don't know. This is this is a tough one. This is where it gets tough. This is where you know things get really tough. With Chicago Huntsman versus Minnesota Rocker, I don't think, um, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be a comparison. I, I, I feel like Chicago Huntsman, this is their chance to get back back, back into the winner's bracket. Chicago Huntsman win, will win against the Minnesota Rocker. Florida going against Paris shouldn't be even be, like, it shouldn't be, it's, it's just the way it is. Florida's going to win. <laughs> like, just... Just putting it out there. These two teams are going to still battle their way back to the playoff, like to the top four teams. They're going to do it. All right. These two teams are going to do it. Now, uh, moving forward to. Wait a minute. I'm going to mess that one up. No, no, well, I think I don't think I, I think I got it right. I think I messed something. Up. I don't. I think I messed something up earlier. But um, this move, like this, let's just put it out there. When it comes down to championship weekend, the final two teams, I'm sorry, the final four teams that are going to be sitting at the winners' finals and also the elimination round finals, whatever, it's going to be come down to who the top four teams are right now. Atlanta Face, Dallas Empire, Florida Mutineers, and Chicago Huntsman. It's going to come down to those four teams to figure out who will be champs. And it's going to be tough to see how this works. And to be honest with you, it's going to be extremely tough to see how this goes down. Because I feel like I, as much as I want to see Chicago get to the championship round, I feel like it's going to come down to Atlanta phase versus the Dallas Empire. Those two teams have been 
making noise this entire series, this entire season. Chicago Husband has been, you know, they've been doing their thing too, but these two teams with Dallas Empire and in Atlanta Phase, they have been, they have been leading this entire se- like season, this entire league, the entire time. I don't think anything's going to slow them down right now. I feel like they they still have the fire in them to prove to them that they are the top two teams in this league for this year, this this season. They're going to be the top two teams. Who's going to win it? That's hard to even determine. I would love to see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the. I love like there. It's. I, I like the Atlanta face, but I would love to see. Out of those two teams, I want to see Dallas Empire win. I want to see the Dallas Empire win. I feel like. Um, I feel like it's going to be a crazy storyline. The trash talk that comes out like after that is going to be awesome. The story, like the ending result of the season, is going to be beautiful. Even though there's still, you know, there's going to be asterisk right after that one because of it being online and everything with all the stuff that happened. I still feel like Dallas Empire was still reign supreme. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, guys. That, that that's just that's what I'm thinking right now. That's what I'm thinking right now. I think I can see it happening. All right. So that's my predictions. Um, moving forward for Call of Duty League and this this upcoming championship weekend, I do believe that Dust Empire will take it all. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see what happens this week. This is gonna be insane. This is gonna be absolutely insane. All right. So let's jump over real quick to talk about the comebacks the returns of the legend streamers all right let's talk about real quick so comparing the numbers between ninja's return dodgers respects return and also shroud's return all right ninja this guy is amazing he's a very smart businessman i'm not gonna lie to you guys this guy is extremely smart after Mixer went downhill, actually the Mixer just canceled, you know, just flopped. Um, that payout that Ninja <laughs> that Ninja got, um, I'm glad he did that. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like he he made that great decision. If he would have taken the deal that F- Facebook Gaming was giving, and still had to, you know. Make, make that transition over there and not have the ability to determine where he wanted to go and not be able to get his buyout, the rest of his money from that contract. Even though Mixer flopped, it wasn't his fault. He needed to get his money still, right? And he got the back. He got that back for sure. My boy secured that money. Respect to that guy. Um. But no, nah, I'm not going to lie to you. Ninja... He's a he is a top dog when it comes to streaming. He's he's a, a great guy when it comes to streaming. He is probably he is one of the most known worldwide streamers. He is. Um, but the numbers were different, guys. The numbers when he came when he did his return stream, uh, he went to YouTube first just to try to check it out. Right, he peaked. At about 164,000 viewers, which it's still a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of freaking people. That's a lot of people. Um, but he did that on YouTube. <clears throat> but uh, people like everyone's like, "Oh, Ninja's going to YouTube. He's going to YouTube." And he, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. He just wanted to see. He was, he just wanted to go live. Why not? Check out, you know, test the waters a little bit. Test the waters. See how things are gonna work. So he did it. He went, you know, went to YouTube. Just live stream one time see how it was gonna go and then the ultimate comeback for ninja he comes back home to twitch he he comes back home i don't think he i don't think he is exclusively on twitch though but he made a return to twitch with no with nobody assumed this is going to happen nobody knew about this nobody thought he was going to come even Nobody thought we were going to see a ninja symbol on their Twitch, uh, Twitch bar saying that he's live. Nobody thought we were going to see that, but he did it. <laughs> he did it. He 
he literally he peaked at 98,000 viewers. Okay. 98,000. Which is still crazy because it's less than YouTube. His his when he when he first started, where he like Twitch is his home. Well, it was his home. He started on Twitch and he got more viewers on YouTube gaming than he did on his surprise Twitch stream. Which is different. I'm still like I'm still mind blown on that because like he made who he is on on Twitch. So I'm I was assuming that with him coming to doing a surprise stream on Twitch, so many Twitch viewers were gonna flock to his stream like on crazy on there. But it wasn't as big as I expected, okay? But he did, you know, happen to share that, you know, he did make it to affiliate level on Twitch. Thanks, guy. <laughs> we are struggling out here, man. All of us are struggling out here. But nah, we it's all good. GG's. <laughs> um But yeah, it was interesting. It was really interesting. Um now, let's talk about the doc man. The doc. We still don't understand what happened to this this band. No, nobody understands what happened to the band. It doesn't make any sense to us. He doesn't understand why why it happened. His legal team's doing what he got to do. It doesn't make sense of why things happened. There's been speculation about uh, what could have happened and you know what what to look for. like if it was like a publicity stunt. If it was more like if it was Twitch's way to push him out to get Shroud back. It, it, there were so many. There's so many different storylines that blow my mind like it just it's so confusing sometimes but when Dr. Disrespect returned he went live on YouTube for 24 hours I, I believe it's 24 hours and he never showed up he never showed up and he had he had 500,000 people watching a stream that he never even uh, appeared in. <laughs> like, he never showed up for 24 hours and people were watching it. It was just a gas station with a car uh, and um, Bobby Bandini, I think his name is, the uh, news reporter, uh, just doing some, you know, his news things, which is really cool. I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give this guy credit. Dr. Disrespect should be in the contention of content creator of the year. This guy with his creations, with his creativity, is unmatched with his streams. Nobody is touching Dr. Disrespect when it comes to his content. Nobody. He's, this dude is so creative with the Champions Club, with the arena, with the the everything. If you ever if you've seen his his recent streams, his outro is fire. His outro is so fire. It's like watching like the ending of a uh, a movie or a show or whatever, with the credits going across the screen and him going back from the credits back to him, back to the credits, back to him. Yo, it's so incredible to see that happen. You have to watch it, guys. You have to watch his stream, even if you watch his one of his old streams that he has on YouTube right now, um, that happened like this past few weeks. Look at his stream and just fast forward it to the ending and watch the outro. It is fire. I think I've never seen anybody do something like that. And this guy's always ahead. You know, this guy, he, Dr. Respect knows what he's doing. You know, this guy is the world's best streamer out there. And I believe he, I think he, he peaked at, yeah, he peaked over 500,000 people, like half a million people, I believe. So yeah, this dude, he's pulling in numbers left and right. This guy is, yeah, he's probably the biggest streamer. Now, let's talk about Shroud, aka Uncle Shroud. This guy has a, a beard, like a straight up beard. Like, I don't, it's only been, how many, how many days he's, it was? Like 20 something, 40, 30, 40 something days since he started, since his last stream on Mixer. He had no beard. He came back with a full face, a beard. Like, it's crazy. I, I I wasn't expecting to see that. Like, if you look at his old pictures and look how young he looks, and now you look at his pictures with his beard, I'm like, this dude 
aged in three months. So, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. But, but, Trout has teased so many people about either him going pro or him coming back to streaming with all the gifts that he has on his Twitter, and nobody knew what was going on. They did see, you know, they revealed that they saw a picture of one of the players from, I believe it was Omen from uh, Valorant, which is really cool. It was really cool how he had it had it set up. But the guy made a return to Twitch and gained about 13,000 subscribers in like an hour or less. I know I witnessed myself. I saw Cash App gift 1,320. 37 subs, I believe. Something like that. 30, yeah, something like that to his channel. They went ham. Like, it was crazy. But this guy also peaked about half a million views as well. Shroud is definitely, when it comes down, if you want to rank the, the top three streamers of, forever, of all time, you have Doc number one. I would say, honestly, Shroud is number two. Ninja is he's up there, but he's not he's not as big as these top two streamers. Ninja in his own right, he is a very great streamer. He is a very great content creator. He's he's doing his own thing. He's doing some incredible things, making ways for um just paving way paving the way for different gamers and all that stuff. He's doing great stuff. But Dr. Disrespect is going into Hollywood. He's doing his own thing. He's he has a book out, memoir coming out. Uh, I believe it's out now or it's coming out pretty soon. Um, there's some incredible things happening. Incredible things happening. So I'm excited to see how that works out. But that's who I think. Doctor Doc is number one. The two times number one. Shroud is up there number two. Probably very close to number one. And then Ninja is number three. For sure. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's exciting to see all the stuff that's happening around esports and Streaming wise, like recently, you know, this whole industry has been blown up with so many different great uh, storylines and um, different news things. And I'm trying my best to kind of keep up with it. And I'm going to continue to do what I got to do. I'm going to continue to to do these podcasts and to do these conversations about certain things and whatever that's hot topics or whatever. that I feel like it's, it's something that needs some more attention on um, and really dive deep into it, you know. Being able to dive a little bit into Call of Duty right now and seeing how that's working out and coming up with Champs Weekend and all that stuff. I'm excited to do that, you know? And then with the streamers coming back, making headways and making headlines and stuff all over the place and making noise right now. It brings so much awareness and letting people know that gaming and streaming and content creation for video games is, it can be a real job. It could be a career. So many people have been criticizing and knocking the gaming industry for so long. And now we are still able to say, y'all can laugh. Y'all can point fingers and make fun of us all you want. But we're making we're making headways. We're making history. We're making money. <laughs> all right? We're making money. So people can never say that you can't make money doing playing video games. It's, it is now impossible. I don't want to say it. It's impossible. But it is possible for make people to make money out of this, out of this industry. It's amazing. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. I love where esports is going, uh, and I love being able to talk about these kind of things. It's been a long overdue, guys. It's been long overdue. But being that this is my first episode for the Beast Gaming Podcast, I just want to say from my whole heart, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and. Um, just give me a, uh, an hour every time uh, to talk about certain things. And if you agree with me with this Call of Duty standings, let me know. Feel free to let me know. Uh, if not, eh, we'll see. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All, all love and respect for sure. Um, but let me know what you guys think. We're moving forward, guys. Next week, uh, I'll do another podcast for you guys. Uh, we'll probably talk about the Esports Awards a little bit. This is see what's going on with that and who my picks are for the Esports Awards. Okay? So we'll see. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time. I'll, uh, I definitely expect some more content coming through. So thank you again. Have a good one. Peace mode out.